the fifth day of the week. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12, verse 2. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Matthew 5, 48. For the past three days, our focus has been on the loving God to whom we belong. Now we consider how our love for God moves us toward transformed lives, a process sometimes referred to as sanctification or going on to perfection. To be told by Jesus that we are to be perfect as God is perfect is a terrifying thing, a command so intimidating that we snatch it from our memories unless we think of it in terms of capacity, not identical quantity. A pint jar can be as perfectly full as a 10-gallon jar, even though the amount each holds is vastly different. We are not expected to have the infinite capacity for goodness and grace that characterizes God. But we can be and are expected to live up to the human capacity God has put within each of us, in varying measures, just as the Almighty lives up to the full capacity of deity. Further, the process of fulfilling the capacity given to us involves divine assistance. Sanctification, as this process is often called, is not a good work we do for God, but a good work God does within us when we open ourselves to the one who made us, who knows our capacity, and who brings us to fulfillment when we allow it. Before this Holy One, we present ourselves not as burnt offerings on an altar, but as a living sacrifice in the world. Romans 12, verse 1. Opening Prayer Accept me, O Lord, as a sacrifice, alive and eager to be used as you see fit, that I am all too conformed to this world. I readily confess with shame, transform me by your mighty power. Renew my mind, that I may discern your will, that I may both know and do what is good, acceptable, and perfect. This I pray together with the whole church through that one who was the supremely perfect sacrifice, Jesus, Savior of the world. Amen. Psalm 18, verses 7 through 15. Earth wobbles and lurches. Huge mountains shake like leaves, quake like aspen leaves because of his rage. His nostrils flare, bellowing smoke. His mouth spits fire. Tongues of fire dart in and out. He lowers the sky. He steps down. Under his feet, an abyss opens up. He's riding a winged creature, swift on wind wings. Now he's wrapped himself in a trench coat of black cloud darkness. But his cloud brightness burst through, spraying hailstones and fireballs. Then God thundered out of heaven. The high God gave a great shout, spraying hailstones and fireballs. God shoots his arrows, pandemonium. He hurls his lightning, a rout. The secret sources of ocean are exposed. The hidden depths of earth lie uncovered. The moment you roar in protest, let loose your hurricane anger. From the Book of Lamentations, Chapter 2, Verses 1 through 9. How the Lord has covered the daughter of Zion with a cloud in his anger. He has cast from heaven to earth the glory of Israel and has not remembered his footstool in the day of his anger. 
the Lord is swallowed up. He has not spared all the habitations of Jacob. In his wrath he has thrown down the strongholds of the daughter of Judah. He has brought them down to the ground. He has profaned the kingdom and its princes. In fierce anger he has cut off all the strength of Israel. He has drawn back his right hand from before the enemy. And he has burned in Jacob like a flaming fire, consuming round about. He has bent his bow like an enemy. He has set his right hand like an adversary and slain all that were pleasant to the eye. In the tent of the daughter of Zion he has poured out his wrath like fire. Then the Lord has become like an enemy. He has swallowed up Israel. He has swallowed up all its palaces. He has destroyed its strongholds and multiplied in the daughter of Judah, mourning and moaning. And he has violently treated his tabernacle like a garden booth. He has destroyed his appointed meeting place. The Lord has caused to be forgotten the appointed feast and the Sabbath in Zion. And he has despised king and priest in the indignation of his anger. The Lord has rejected his altar. He has abandoned his sanctuary. He's delivered into the hand of the enemy the walls of her palaces. They made a noise in the house of the Lord as in the day of an appointed feast. The Lord determined to destroy the wall, the daughter of Zion. He has stretched out a line. He has not restrained his hand from destroying. He and he has caused rampant and wall to lament. They have languished together. Her gates have sunk into the ground. He has destroyed and broke her balls. Her king and her princess are among the nations. The law is no more. Also her prophets find no vision from the Lord. Second Corinthians 1, verses 23 to the 11th verse of the second chapter. But I call God as witness to my soul, that to spare you I did not come again to Corinth, not that we lord it over your faith, but are workers with you for your joy, for in your faith you are standing firm. But I determined this for my own sake, that I would not come to you in sorrow again, for if I cause you sorrow, who then makes me glad but the one whom I made sorrowful? This is the very thing I wrote to you, so that when I came, I would not have sorrow from those who ought to make me rejoice, having confidence in you all that my joy be the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart I wrote to you with many tears, not so that you would be made sorrowful, but that you might know the love which I have especially for you. But if any has called sorrow, he has called sorrow not to me, but in some degree, in order not to say much, to all of you. Sufficient for such a one in this punishment, which was inflicted by the majority, so that on the contrary, you should rather forgive and comfort him. Otherwise, such a one might be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. Wherefore, I urge you to reaffirm your love for him. For to this end, I also wrote, so that I might put you to the test, whether you are obedient in all things. But one whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. For indeed, what have I forgiven? If I have forgiven anything, I did it for your sakes in the presence of Christ, so that no advantage will be taken of us by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. From the Gospel of Mark, the twelfth chapter, verses 1 through 11. And he began to speak to them in parable. A man planted a vineyard and put a wall around it and dug a vat under the winepress, and built a tower, and rented it out to vine growers, and went on a journey. At the harvest time he sent a slave to the vine growers, in order to receive some of the produce of the vineyard from the vine growers. They took him and beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. And again he sent them another slave, and they wounded him in the head, and treated him shamefully. And he sent another, 
and that one they killed. And so, with many others beating some and killing others, he had one more to send, a beloved son. He sent him last of all to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those vine growers said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. They took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the vine growers and will give the vineyard to others. Have you not even read the scripture? The stone which the builders rejected, this became the chief cornerstone. This came about from the Lord, and it is marvelous in our eyes. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Wednesday's Prayer In the middle of this week, good Lord, assure me again of your presence in the midst of life. Renew my strength and determination to do your will on earth, even as it is done in heaven. Save me from self-contentment, from a vision that is too narrow. Enable me to reach beyond my parish into my community, beyond my community into every corner of your anguished world. Help me to see even beyond this world into the vast expanse of your universe, created as a sign of your extraordinary love and of your enduring power. This I ask through Christ, through whom all things were made, in whom all things hold together. Amen. A prayer for Wednesday of Holy Week from the Book of Common Prayer. Most merciful God, your blessed Son, our Savior, was betrayed, whipped, and his face spat upon. Grant us grace to endure the sufferings of the present time, to overcome all that seeks to overwhelm us, confidence of the glory that shall yet be revealed, through Jesus Christ our Redeemer. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Current Ecumenical Text Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Receive this benediction for Holy Week from the United Methodist Book of Worship. Go in peace. May Jesus Christ, who for our sake became obedient unto death, even death on a cross, keep you and strengthen you this night and forever. Amen.